Hi, and welcome to Eat My Words, a twice-monthly Arizona Highways podcast that celebrates Arizona's unique culinary culture. I'm your host, Kelly Vaughn. For this episode of Eat My Words, I'm pleased to introduce Chef Tony Burris of the Barley Hound in Prescott. Chef, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Now, you moved to Arizona from Nebraska, and you went to culinary school here. What inspired that journey? What inspired that move? Yeah, so I moved from Nebraska in 2000, where I decided to go back to college. I came out to Prescott because of Prescott College, which is a small liberal arts kind of environmental school around the community. We're known as hippies and dirty hippie people. <laughs> I I was not one of those people, although I did. I studied environmental studies, environmental sciences, and this was pre-culinary kind of stuff. You know, I'd always loved to cook, but like birds and being in nature were really kind of my my thing. I actually intended to go for like outdoor education, but my first kind of like environmental science class, I really got into like that kind of stuff. So that's what brought me out to Arizona. And I pretty much has been here since then. So going on 20 some years now. You know, I know that Arizona is becoming more and more notable for its cuisine. What are you experiencing in Prescott in terms of the culinary scene there, other chefs that you're familiar with? You know, how would you describe Prescott as a food town? Oh, well, you know, when I first moved out here and and coming from Nebraska, this is, I think it's a lot for me to say this, but coming out here, it was just, it was very similar to Nebraska. It was just kind of a well done steak, meat and potato kind of town. And I and just being here and, and witnessing and being part of a community, I felt kind of about maybe about eight years ago, a younger generation started to kind of come out of the woodworks. You know, the local food was kind of becoming a thing. The Prescott Farmers Market took off, which really brought a lot of awareness to great food. And and in my experience, what I've seen is that there's a lot of younger, uh, more well-diverse chefs coming into town that have different culinary backgrounds that have led to Prescott becoming, I mean, they're putting Prescott on the map. That's that's inspiring to me. That's what I love about it. I know a lot of chefs in, in town here, and we're all pretty good friends, and we always love to talk about food. And I think what makes it strong in an up-and-coming kind of foodie town is that we as a collaboration of chefs aren't competing against one another or one another's restaurants. We're actually like trying to support each other and, and help each other and bounce ideas off of each other. It's pretty a cool little network, I think. Yeah. That's actually something that I appreciate, you know, with most of the chefs that we talk to on the show, it's that there seems to be a very sort of collaborative relationship between a lot of the chefs. And I, I get the sense that some of that does come from having those experiences at, say, the Prescott Farmer's Market. And I know you've been heavily involved in that over the years. What can you tell our listeners about that market and the types of vendors that you see there and that sort of thing? Sure. Well, I'll go back to kind of what we were just talking about, too. One of the things that I've recognized is that I think in the middle of the pandemic, the, the food service industry really took a big hit and us chefs that really like wanted to continue being 
uh, a part of that career and a part of that pathway is like, that's what really brought us together is because there was no other way. I mean, we couldn't have employees. We couldn't, you know, do certain things. We couldn't have restaurants open. And so I think that's really what tightened it up. And that's kind of like what you've seen. I've seen here in Prescott is like that tight knit knit has really grown strong in the last kind of couple of years. That being said, I think the Prescott farmers market, it has grown exponentially in the last 10 years with farms, with outreach programs. They're in the process of building a commissary kitchen that's also going to run and operate as a food hub. Every year they do a, a farm to table dinner where um, local chefs are selected to create a great dining experience. It's one of the bigger fundraisers here in, in the community. And I think their support for restaurants and chefs is extraordinary. Like they do a lot of connection, connecting the dots between restaurants and farms. But I think like, I mean, the produce, the chilies, the handmade breads, the homemade breads, like it is you go there on a Saturday morning and it's, it's become a very popular thing. You know, it's like going to a popular club now or something is it's going to the farmer's market on a Saturday morning. And I mean, there's local coffee. I mean, it's just, I can't, it's hard to put in words. It's one of those experiences. It's hard to put in words. It's just so colorful and bright and beautiful and friendly. People are friendly. The farmers are friendly, so on and so forth. I'm sure it's goes on everywhere, but like it's something different. So I want to kind of transition to the Barley Hound. Prior to you being at that restaurant, you had a catering business, correct? Yeah. So a brief, brief kind of story. Skylar Reeves, who owns Vivoli Hospitality Group, the owner of the Barley Hound and five other restaurants. Him and I had a, a great friendship before any of this all started. I was a CrossFit coach. I still am, but I was at a period when I met Skylar when he just first moved to town. And so we connected first doing that, CrossFitting, lifting weights, being weird, crazy people. This was post-culinary school. So I went to culinary school in 2007. So this is, happened after that, all that. And long story short, we became really good friends because of our connection of hospitality, of great food, um, great cocktails, which he has an amazing background in. And we just connected on that level and became really good friends. Um, we were on a trip down to Phoenix together, and we just came up with this crazy idea to create and open a catering business. Like I was kind of doing things on the side. I was, I had just opened my own CrossFit gym and um, he was opening the Barley Hound and I was doing catering on the side and private chef things and it was almost getting too much. And so we came up with this idea to like, let's just kind of combine our efforts and create this catering and events business. And so that's how that started. And I think kind of that's what is what propelled or, you know, it's like what led to where I am today. Yeah. And, you know, I look at the menu at the Barley Hound And to me, correct me if this is wrong, but it seems to me like there's a little bit of a comfort food vibe to that menu. Healthy and vibrant and, you know, filling, but comforting, almost as though you're kind of fusing what we look to as comfort food here in the Southwest with maybe a little bit of your Midwestern heritage. Is that a fair assessment of the menu? Yeah, absolutely. And... (laughs) 
a lot of times chefs get asked what's your cooking style what what kind of thing do you like to cook and for the longest time like i never really had a clear answer i'd always say i just love to cook i don't i don't i mean i still do i don't care if it's italian or asian or french i i just i love to cook and i love to learn how to do new things and different recipes but as i as i start to embrace my own abilities and i grow in my own confidence i've learned and i've come to terms with that like comfort food really is kind of my style like there's something about thanksgiving dinner is a great example like thanksgiving dinner is such a comfort thing but like to me it's there's not many times in our lives where you take an entire day to spend with friends and family and it's all evolved around food you know whether it's turkey or ham or whatever people are doing it's a moment when <laughs> families and friends come together and nothing else in their world is going on except that kind of time and that's very an intimate moment and so it's my favorite holiday and so i tried to start to kind of put those pieces together where how how can i as a chef create that intimate moment in a service industry because that kind of thing is important to me I get inspired by listening to other chefs tell their stories because I don't feel like I I had the ex, the the same experience as some of them had. They've opened restaurants and failed and all these things, but it inspires me to let me allow myself to tell my story too, which is in the end of the day is no different than a lot of other people's. So So this might be a difficult question, but you know, like in the magazine world, we kind of identify all right, this is our reader. This is our customer. Can you do that mm. as a chef? You know, when you're looking particularly at the Barley Hounds menu, you know, can you say, okay, this is who I think I'm trying to feed with this cuisine. Can you identify the Barley Hound customer? I don't, I don't think so. I, I personally can't. I, I mean, I hope that the menu can attract everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I, I try to be a loving, compassionate person outside of being a chef. And I also want that to reflect in the menu. Times are hard for everybody. So food costs are driving up daily pretty much. And that makes it very challenging to offer kind of a fair menu price to some demographic and some other people can afford that kind of thing. But I hope at some point that there can be a time and everybody can come and, and enjoy the food and enjoy the atmosphere of the barley ham. And that's what makes, I think, answering that question correctly impossible. is it? Yeah. yeah. I kind of yeah. gave you the impossible question, I think. Um, <laughs> but I would imagine, too, that, you know, the menu is informed by seasonality and the types of things that you're finding at, say, the Prescott Farmer's Market. As a chef, are you really putting special focus on sourcing your ingredients as locally as possible? Yeah, it's, I do my best to be, you know, to be honest, it's sometimes it's really challenging to have the the farmers are also making a living. And so maybe their volume of a certain produce is probably not maybe on their you know, maybe it, it's not a cost effective uh, for them to sell 50, 20 pounds of tomatoes to me every week. But what what is fun about, especially up here in Prescott, it's like, I mean, it's almost like year round you, you, you are getting you can get fresh produce and vegetables. And what I have a big vision and plan to do is 
especially with this food hub coming open, is that it's going to be downtown. It's a couple blocks away. They're opening up doors to allow restaurants to come in and order more of a quantity of things because they're going to be the hub to where they they are drawing in multiple farmers to do a bigger order for things. I'm also on the board for the farmer's market, so it's kind of like – it's interesting to be on both sides of, of the spectrum on that kind of thing. I, I don't feel like I really answered your question clearly, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's really challenging to so be really efficient, especially with the way labor is right now, the way access to the farmers are right now. I mean, I, I personally feel like I've failed in that arena of trying to be more supportive, but that's that's a challenge for me and I'm, I'm I've accepted it and I'm going to change it. So Is that a portrait of Charles Bukowski behind you? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> and he has a cocktail in his hand, doesn't he? He does, yes. <laughs> so I kind of want to talk then about how you approach, you know, Bukowski of course, a writer, a poet, an artist. How do you approach yeah. food as art, as a chef? Do you take that approach at all? Uh, you know, for a while I I didn't accept that as a chef. Like I didn't feel like it was in my bones to be this artist, if you will. I feel as I continue to grow and experience different parts of helping run a restaurant and being a chef and talking to other chefs, I've let myself kind of accept that I have to be an artist, you know, or I not have to be, but it's just like, it's in my bones. Like I feel like, I believe that being a chef and cooking food and, and working with farmers is like, it's in my blood, you know, it's something, it's what I was made or put here to do. And whether I'm a big celebrity chef or not, like that's not important. I just, I just know that's where I'm at. And so I've had to embrace that kind of aspect of being an artist and I, and I absolutely love it now. Like I love that because I wasn't an athletic person. I didn't feel like I had other talents in my life and growing up, especially, you know, I just, I mean, I grew up in the Midwest and we learned to work hard and provide for your family and all these sort of things. And so not that I was neglected in in my things, but I, I, I don't think I was taught to embrace them or bring them or recognize them. So it's taken me a little bit longer than most people to really get to where I am now. And so I'm okay with that. You know, it's like I have a great opportunity and I have a lot of freedom to have that creativity to be open and express myself through food, through art on the plate. And I I can't, I I mean, I couldn't ask for anything else right now, you know? And you you mentioned earlier an affinity for the outdoors and, and nature and being drawn to Prescott on some level in that regard. And, you know, obviously, in addition to having a thriving culinary scene, Prescott's surrounded by so much natural beauty, mountains and forests and lakes and creeks and rivers. Do you draw inspiration from the natural environment when you're planning a menu or just playing around in the kitchen at all? I think my inspiration comes from allowing and letting myself kind of like just go out and be in nature. I don't I don't think I like my mind doesn't isn't wired to like look at a tree and be like, oh, I'm in, that tree reminds me to right. of this, and I'm gonna make it this. But I think being out and seeing a tree allows me to clear my mind 
just enough time for maybe like, oh yeah, I remember growing up in my grandma's, my grandparents always having chicken and dumplings on Christmas. And then, and then the ideas start to work, you know? So that's, I think where the inspiration of like being out in the wild kind of helps me, you know? Sure. Chef, what do you want our listeners to know most about the barley hound and the food that you're presenting there? (laughs) Oh man. I think what what the listeners should know is that the barley hound is as a place where you can feel the sense of of pride and the tightness of the workers and colleagues there that have worked long hours that have spent time working on little things that you know allowed us to reopen when we spent a long time remodeling or had to shut down. It has a home feel. I mean, it's literally a house is the restaurant, right? But it feels like home. It feels like a place that you can just come and hang out and feel safe and feel loved. And I believe that that is what is represented through the service, through the cocktails, through the Arizona beers we serve and through the food. And that that to me has been my vision And I think I'm just now becoming aware of it because of your question. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) On that perfect bite, Chef Tony Burris of the Barley Hound in Prescott, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. That was great. For more information about the Barley Hound, visit thebarleyhound.com. For more information about Arizona Highways, visit arizonahighways.com. This and all episodes produced by Sarah Heater. Until next time, eat my words.